Welcome to the Hospitality Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Turk. Join me as we dive into the personal stories of some of the world's best hospitality professionals. We follow the journey of their ups, downs, and wild turns to find out what it truly takes to make it in the amazing world of hospitality. This episode is brought to you by our podcast partners at Real-Time Reservation. Their inventory management system is best in class for hotels and resorts to manage their non-room inventory. The web-based application allows for creative upselling of overnight and daytime visitors with add-ons and pre-planned packages. Hotel guests and non-guests can reserve cabanas, pool chairs, activities, amenities, excursions, events, day passes, and much more. The real-time reservation platform offers a fully integrated pre-arrival portal where guests are verified through the property management system. Guests can prepay for cabanas and activities through credit card integrations, which are then processed through point of sale. All of our listeners that might be interested in using real-time reservation are welcome to explore the demo at realtimereservation.com. Once again, that's realtimereservation.com. All right, we are going live on an impromptu office hours show here, live on LinkedIn and on YouTube today. I'm excited to try and do this a little bit more with you all. And as you can see, we've got a new setup here behind me. We've got a new office that we're using to create content, and we're not finished yet. We've seen some lighting uh, adjustments. So if you're watching this on video, any feedback I'd appreciate. But this has been fun to start leveling up this year, start creating a place where we can all answer questions more, create better content, give you more value out there. But today we started to do something called office hours where I'm going to be taking your questions. And we've been doing this a little bit on the solo shows that you have heard on the podcast, but now I'm doing it live instead of recording it. So I'll be taking your questions. So if you're watching, let me know where you're watching from. And I'm excited to do this with you. So we've got a couple of questions that we've taken from before just to kind of prime the pump here that you all had sent in. And we're going to tackle a couple of pieces of content that are about starting a hospitality business. So how did I start? How could you start if you really wanted to try something? How hotel vendors can really excel and be great partners to hotels. So we'll be talking about that. And then just some personal tips on choosing hotels when traveling because we have spring break coming up right around the corner and how I'm doing that with my family and also advising some friends. So let's get into it. And when you do have some questions, make sure to put them here in the comments and I will do my best to get to them. Let's start out here. Starting a hospitality business. Well, I've started a couple of them. And the first question is, what did you first do when you started your hospitality business? Well, I've done a couple of them. And this time was a little bit different than the first time. The second time, which is now for Turk Hospitality Ventures, I really was sitting there as an executive at a hotel and I was thinking, man, I just want to get back to being an entrepreneur. What is the way I can do this? And I wrote down, literally wrote down every single thing I was good at and knew how to do. And I circled all the things that I liked doing. I crossed out all the things that I just did not like to do. And then I highlighted the ones that I think could make some money for me. And I took that list. And I started to show it to some friends. I showed some mentors, showed them, here's what I really want to do in the hospitality business. And they gave me some great advice. We kept tweaking that down just to get to a handful of items that I could offer as services. 
And that's how I came up with the Turk Hospitality Ventures Consulting and Innovative Ventures. And I was able to start sharing those ideas. So once I knew what I wanted to do, I had highlighted those things. I made sure to then start creating content around those items. So if you've been following me on LinkedIn or if you're new to following me on LinkedIn, I share a lot of those things based off of that original list I made three years ago. I started getting people asking me questions about those pieces of content and I would answer them. I still do. And if there was another question that they had, then we would go a little deeper. If they had another question, then we would set up an official consulting agreement where I would help them based on either a project or a certain amount of time. And that's how that part of the business grew. So it really just came down to all the things I knew how to do. What are the things I actually like doing? And then seeing if I could actually make some money with those. So I'm lucky enough now to be doing the majority of the things that I really enjoy doing and like doing. So when I do the work, I'm having fun doing it. So hope that answers your first question of how I got started. What are some wrong ideas people have about starting a hospitality business? And how did you handle them? Well, I don't know if it's wrong ideas. It's just different ways to do things. But you know, I don't think that you need to have a 30-page business plan and make sure it's perfect before starting and never get going because you're waiting till it to be perfect. So what I would tell you is just get started. Start to dabble a little bit. Start to taste. See if you actually like it. I've done that a couple times already in two years where I thought I would like to add an additional service or additional company. I start testing it out. And then not something I really like. So I make sure I dabbled, I touched it, I tasted it, didn't like it. We're going to cut this. And I've done that with a couple of things now, but you always have to be trying. If you're really starting a business, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to accomplish? So I would say, get started. You can start on your weekends off or your nights off or your mornings off. Start trying out things that you think you can turn into a business. It's always better to start something when you've got something that's paying those bills. So I would say, don't wait to be perfect. Now, the next question is, how crucial is the location for a new vacation rental business? And what should we think about when picking one? Well, vacation rental business is all about location. So if you're starting a vacation rental, you can't just pop up somewhere and think that because you put it on Airbnb and VRBO that you're going to become a millionaire. It's just like any real estate business. It's location, location, location. And we see a lot of people that got into this business during the pandemic years where everyone was booming are struggling now. And a lot of them are going out of business. So I don't want that to be you. So make sure if you're getting started in a vacation rental business, it has to be a place that draws visitors. So it doesn't have to just be, you know, a tourist attraction. It could be a hospital. It could be a school. It could be a giant famous mall. But look for something that drives people to stay in that location. And we've got David Turk. My bro coming through, what emerging technology are you excited about in hospitality world for 2024? Well, there is a ton of exciting technology out there, but one that I'm actually just want to start playing with myself. You just got the Ray-Bans with the meta built in. I really want to start doing some live tours with those. I think that it would be a lot of fun. So I need to get my hands on some of those because if you haven't tried them, listeners, they are incredible. I've seen them. I've used them now. It's like having Tony Stark's glasses on your face, but I love the live feature. So I want to do more live content. And I think you can do tours that way. You can answer questions on the fly with people watching as you're walking through hotels. So that's my favorite. And I always talk about AI. So thank you for the question, David Turk. Appreciate you following along, man. 
Next question is coming through on building your business up. Could you give us some advice on making a business plan that really stands out in the hospitality industry? All right, well, there's a thousand ways to do this. Depends what business that you're on. And what I would tell you is you've got to focus on a couple of things. These are the kind of the four pillars. Whenever I'm thinking about creating a business, these are the four. Does it improve the guest experience somehow? Does it improve the team member experience somehow? Does it generate more revenue for a company or for a business? And does it somehow save on expenses? So I kind of go through those. If I can do one of those, you've got a okay business. If you can do two, better. But if you can do three or four of those things all at once, if you can get all four of those, you've got a home run product. So where you're helping the guest experience be better, the team members love using the product because it makes their life better. It's making more money for that hospitality company and it's also saving them money. So if you could do all four, you got a home run product. And I think that while you're building your business plan, start asking yourself that question. Where do these things fall into place? Guest, team, revenue, expenses. So look at those when you're starting your, your business plan. There's a lot of great tools out there just to use, create business plans. I like using a company called liveplan.com. They're not sponsoring this or paying for it, but liveplan is uh, something I've used just to test out a bunch of different ideas. We've got Ryan. Let me see what Ryan's asking here. What are some creative ways a newish hospitality vendor can start effectively connecting with hospitality management groups? Good question, Ryan. So I think uh, number one, make sure that you are creating content around your product and show how it hits these four pillars we just talked about. So kind of perfect timing is, you know, I'm not sure if you have a product that you can share. I can give you an example, but does your product help with improving the guest experience? Show those hospitality management companies how it does it. Does it save them money? Do a quick tutorial on how this is going to save them money and how much money they could expect to save. Hospitality people are so busy, right? Everyone's a little bit short staffed. So you really want to help coach them through, be a great partner of showing them how this new, whether it's technology or product, whatever you might have is going to make their life easier. How it's going to make their guests experience better. Those are the things I would tell you to do. And when you're networking, have that 30 second elevator pitch dialed in because as an executive at a hotel, man, I was getting pitched every day, multiple things a day. And it was all about what the product did versus actually checking out what my company or hotel was like, what it could have helped me do. So really start to understand what your hospitality management companies need, not just how great your product is, but like how you can help them in those four areas. So Ryan, great question. Thanks for submitting it. All right. And so listeners, if you're joining us live, I see some people just joined here. I'm answering your questions live. Submit it here in the comments and I'll make sure to get to them. But let's transition here. We've talked a lot about starting businesses and we just started talking about this. I think we can get into some more of these advice for vendors really kind of getting into the hospitality space. So Ryan, a similar question to you is how can vendors make their services fit different types of hotels? And I would tell you this, you need to study your hotel. Don't have the same pitch for every single hotel because different resorts, resorts are different than city hotels. City hotels are different than boutique hotels. So you really want to understand the audience that you're pitching to and do a little bit of homework. If you just do a little bit of homework and understand that they have, I saw you have this many restaurants or you have this many pools. Here's how my product can help you at these locations. 
versus just a very generic and vanilla pitch, it will make your life much easier as a vendor because as a hotelier, as a hospitality management company, they'll know that you studied them, that you know what you're actually providing is of value to them, not just another person pitching a product randomly in my LinkedIn messages, right? That's all the same copy and paste that you send to a thousand people. So don't do that. Study your hotel that you're pitching to, tweak your pitch for every single one of them. It'll make your life much easier. Why is it so important for vendors to really understand how hotels work and how does this lead to success? I really love working with vendors that have some kind of hospitality experience or have taken the time to study how it works because it's not an easy one size fits all for every hotel. And every hotel has different politics at the top levels. Every hotel has different ways of doing things. So you really need to understand how each brand does certain things. Some are controlled by corporate offices that you can't really even get anything in if corporate doesn't approve it. Then there's others that are more entrepreneurial that will test a bunch of different things. So you have to figure out what kind of hotel you're working with. And the way to do that is networking. So can you go to some networking events? Can you meet some of these people? Can you join the hotel association? Can you join the restaurant association and get to meet people and just start asking them questions? Because I talked to some clients that get very excited. They say, Steve, I just met you know, this awesome manager at this luxury hotel. He says he's going to push for me to get in. But what I know is that manager has zero power to do anything, right? He's on the lowest rung. He might present that idea to an executive and it will get tossed away. You want to make sure you're talking to decision makers, that you're being introduced to decision makers and really understanding who makes that call about your product. So I, I hate seeing people spin their wheels once they get into a hotel. They feel like, wow, I got in. I talked to this front desk agent who says they're going to share my information. Nine times out of 10, that front desk agent has been advised to throw that in the garbage. So get past the gatekeepers, understand how each hotel works. And again, if you can start sharing stuff on LinkedIn and they find you that way, it's just even easier. So create content on your products is what I would be telling all my vendors. All right, next question. In this digital, digital era, how should hotel vendors use technology to stay ahead? Wow. Well, there's so much technology out there now. We just talked about it. I really love using AI and, and chat GPT. And I think as if I was a vendor, well, I am technically a vendor pitching hotels. I would be using that to really dial in my pitch to customize it, right? Have a, a basic frame around it, but you could ask AI to say, Hey, I'm going to go see Steve Turk at the Lowe's Miami beach hotel. Here's what my tool does. Customize it for their hotel. Here's a link to the website read that website and make that plan. And this is what these tools can do now. So if you're not using a chat GPT or another type of AI tool, start to test with it, start to play with it because you'll be you know, supercharged. You'll have a little bit more of a superpower and you can get a lot more done quickly and efficiently. I also think now we're actually doing this for our vacation rental company at Tangy Management is looking at new CRM tools so we can really power up our sales and make notes that are customized to every single client, potential client, so we can then use those things to really focus on what they want and what they need. So a lot of different tools out there, but start to dabble in AI. There's so many of you that haven't. I really want you to this year. So make a focus of it, start to play with it, and start to use it that way. So thank you for that. Let's transition here a little bit. Searching for hotels when traveling. 
And like I just said at the top of the show, spring break is coming up. I would love to see what you all think, how you search for hotels when you're looking. Is it on Google or using Expedia? Are you just going on your credit card to see where your points can go? But let me know here in the comments. And let's get into some of these questions here. So when you're traveling, how do you pick hotels? And does your industry knowledge change how you choose? That's a great question. So I'm actually doing this right now. And my favorite right now is to use Google to start checking. I'm not saying, you know, we just put it in and look, here's, I wish I could show you a video of this. Maybe this is a standalone video, but I go to google.com backslash hotels. It gives me a search bar. I then look in the filter for five-star hotels. If you want to throw in four, you can do that, but you can look at five-star and four-star hotels. Once you have that selected, it will filter down all of the hotels for the city that you're searching for. Now put in your dates and it will start to filter it a little bit more. And once you have that filtered out, it will then show you a button that says sort. Sort it from cheapest to most expensive. So now you have all the five-star hotels from cheapest to most expensive with all of the ratings from every single platform. So this is the way I find great deals on five-star hotels. So what I would tell you is go in there, sort it that way, and then look at the reviews because some luxury hotels may be cheap because they're renovating and you may have just booked it from that website without knowing. So look at the reviews, you click on reviews, and once you have all the reviews, you sort them from newest. Not most relevance, because sometimes they're showing months old reviews, but you search for newest reviews and you're going to see what is actually happening almost live in that hotel. Especially if it's a popular hotel, you'll see all of the reviews. And if I see that the reviews are consistently good, that are all new, I feel very confident booking it. So go to Google backslash hotels, make sure to get in there. Look at those hotels that you have filtered by five-star, sort it by lowest to highest price, check the reviews. Now, I always recommend booking directly with that hotel. So if you found a hotel that you really liked, go to that hotel website, book with them. They might say, Steve, the price is cheaper on another website than it is on the hotel website. Call that hotel. They will nine times out of 10 match that price for you. But if you book directly with that hotel, they're going to take great care of you. So that's how I'm doing it now. I'm actually looking at it for March when we're going on spring break. And I see Gioti Karki is joining us here. So good afternoon from Portugal. Thanks for joining from Portugal. Love seeing you there. And so we got Ryan here. Ryan, I saw a statistic somewhere that 65% of guests that book direct on brands' websites start their search on a third-party OTA. I do. I think it's just easier to be able to sort all of those things uh, very quickly. And I also look, I usually get my, I use American Express. I look at American Express travel to see what they're offering, but I usually book direct with the hotels just because they're giving, they're going to look out for you even more when you're there. So if you're booking through a third party website and you get there and you have an issue, a lot of times their hands are tied. They can't help you fix that problem. They're going to direct you back to that third party. So book with that hotel directly. And Jason, great tip. You got it, man. Happy to share the tips with you. I'm working on it now, trying to find some great deals at some wonderful hotels uh, in March for spring break. All right. Another question here, apart from reading reviews, how do you judge if a hotel is good? So I would go back to this. I read the reviews and I also see how the hotel responds. 
So if they have some negative reviews, if they're just copying and pasting the same thing, like, you know, so sorry about your stay, we'll hope to do better. And it's the same copy and paste for every single one of them. I know that the hotel really isn't making a focus on the guest experience. But if I can see that they are customized responses to a lot of those issues because the hotel knows they're public, that's how I know that that team truly cares about the guest experience. And I would say the same thing, too, for vacation rentals, because we also have that company where we're doing our best to make sure every guest has a great stay over at our vacation rental company, Tangy Management. But when I look for Airbnbs, I'm looking at the same thing. Do I have an aggressive host that's getting aggressive with uh, the person who left maybe a four-star review? So it's not just about the review, but how the reviews are being answered, I think, is a good way to see if it's a good hotel. And the other is social media. Another trick I would tell you out there on Instagram, a lot of places don't know, or a lot of people don't know, is you can search by places. So not just going to the hotel's Instagram page, but you can type in Faina, Miami, hit the places button and see all of the posts that are coming on around there. So if you're seeing that things are well-maintained or people are having a good time, it's another way I look to see like what's actually happening at that hotel. All right. What are some warning signs with picking a hotel? And what do you think the future holds for hotel searching? Some red flags right away is if you see a big price cut at a hotel, you're going to want to check those reviews right away. Because a lot of time that means they can't fill that hotel. Something's going on. They've had a history of, of changes there. We don't want that. Another thing I do, which is very different, is I go on Indeed.com or the job boards. I type in that hotel name and see how many open jobs they have. And if I see a lot of leadership roles open, I know that maybe service will not be that great when I stay there. This is one that I started to pick up. You know, We all work in hotels and we know when we worked in hotels how stressful it can be when you're short just a couple people. So if there's a bunch of people missing, I know that if I have an issue, it's going to be hard to get it filled. So that's a different one. Check out the job boards, see how many openings are out at that hotel. But the others are pretty good. Reviews now on Google, they're aggregating so many things from TripAdvisor and Booking and VRBO and everywhere to give us a good view of what's going on. Well, I enjoyed doing this live with you. If you liked me going live, let me know. Give me a thumbs up or a comment seeing if you want me to do this more often. Uh, I love being in the new studio here. We have some more tweaks we're going to make, but I think it sounds pretty good. I like the vibe in here. I like sharing the time with you. And so until next week, we'll talk soon. This podcast is brought to you by Biscayne Coffee. Biscayne Coffee was founded with a giving spirit and a big idea to enjoy delicious coffee roasted in Miami while helping save Biscayne Bay and the animals that live there. As a former food and beverage director, I can assure you these are some of the best quality beans on the planet. 10% of every coffee sold is donated to nonprofits to help preserve Biscayne Bay for all to enjoy. Visit BiscayneCoffee.com today and use promo code MENTOR at checkout to save 10% on your first order. Drink good coffee and create a good outcome.